Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Today is a good episode this evening. I always love these kinds of episodes because we get to share a little bit of good news. Right? We got so much stuff going on in the country. The vaccine mandates, mask mandates, what they're doing to the kids. You got the border. You got Biden. So many crazy things happening. It's nice to be able to stop and celebrate some wins. And it's also nice to bring back guests that we had on previously. So they can talk about their wins. So why don't we do that? We have two guests with us today. The first is Nick Catarano. He is a returning guest. He is a Disney cast member who was on uh, the show a couple months ago, the purveyor of GoofyVaccine.com. He's been fighting back against Disney World's vaccine mandate. And with him, Steve Maxwell, founder of County Citizens Defending Freedom. We welcome them both onto the show now. Steve, Nick, welcome. Thanks, Max. Thanks for having Thank us on. Well, Nick, good news. Last time you were on, you were talking about how you didn't know what was going to happen. Disney World was forcing all of their employees to get vaccinated. Disney World has backed down, hit the pause button. That's what the media is calling it because of Ron DeSantis and the Florida legislature. Well, I give you a second just to talk about what's going on. Yeah, that's been a really exciting. Uh, it's been a really exciting couple of weeks just to see this developing and, and where we were headed. Um, and now to, to have it come to fruition, uh, to see people so grateful and thankful, I, I think some of us, including me, were worried about the legislation not being robust enough, uh, but greater wisdom prevailed, realizing what the fight was going to take. And, and with what we have now, just to see the results of it and to see Disney backing down has been really exciting. Uh, you know, with the holidays coming up and everything, it, it was, it's been really great. And Steve, you're with the organization County Citizens Defending Freedom. This is an organization that, that doesn't, I don't see it front and center a lot, but when you start researching things going on, you guys seem to be behind the scenes a lot, doing a lot of good things as it relates to fighting back against these vaccine mandates. Uh, introduce yourself for everyone who doesn't know you. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you, and uh, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, well, Nick is a prime example of uh, what we do at CCDF. Uh, we... We are really, uh, our mission, one of our main goals is to uh, create an environment and a platform where average citizens can defend their liberties and their freedoms. Uh, Nick came to us, what, Nick, several several months ago with, he had decided he was gonna take a stand. Uh, and within 48 hours, we had a website for him. We had uh, media uh, introductions for him. Uh, we have uh, our own legal team. Uh, we, we just basically provide the support for our individual citizens. Uh, we do that county by county. Uh, it's a franchise model. And we were born out of a necessity. I'm a businessman. I'm not a uh, politician or anything like that. Uh, just a group of business people got together and said, we've got to build a system that can fight back uh, against the enemies of freedom. And Nick's a prime example. He's done a great job. He's the hero here, not us. And he's just worked his, uh, just worked night and day uh, trying to preserve liberty and freedom for himself and for friends that he works with and, and others that have joined his cause. Steve, you said it's a county model. I'm looking at the website now. You guys have a couple locations in Florida and one in Texas. How, how has it been? I mean, these are the last two states you would think would need an organization like yours to fight for people's liberties. Like you would think that you wouldn't need it in Florida, you wouldn't need it in Texas. Well, obviously, you're going up against Republicans more often than Democrats, though the school boards and things like that are, are largely Democrat run. What has it been like standing up this organization in Republican states? Well, uh, it all began really with intelligence. Uh, we have a whole intelligence division uh, at our national level, so we know what the enemies of freedom are doing. Uh, they're going after these uh, these two states primarily, so we've determined that these two states will be where we get started. Uh, Texas and Florida, and as, uh, as soon as we got in the game, uh, we saw the hands of 
those that would uh, want to destroy freedom. And we know that if they can capture one of these states, that they in their in their book they they've got it won. So we're going we're running right to the fire. Uh, I'm right here in the central part of the state, Polk County. As soon as we got incorporated, we've only been at this about 25 weeks. We've already we've already found multiple cases where. Uh, school boards have been just affected in a massive way, uh, like you're seeing around the nation. So we here, uh, we're going to hit them head on here, and then the model as we develop it, we have 12 specific counties in Florida that we're targeting, also 12 specific counties in Texas we're targeting. Again, our intel has told us if we can uh, hold on to those counties, we can hang on to those states. That's our first uh, priority, and then we'll develop this. Uh, we already have people around the nation ready to go, but we're, our first energies and capital will be spent in these two states. Well, that's that's great news, and I mean, we've we've talked to a couple people in Florida. We talked to uh, Sophia Steele's father. A really disgusting story. What happened to her? The the, the special needs child who had a, a mask actually tied to her head, even though she was exempt. There's really some terrible things happening in Florida, which, again, you don't you don't think would happen there. So I want to tip the metaphorical cap to you and wish you the best of luck with that. Nick, I want to ask you about Disney because this is huge. This is huge that they've backed down. This is a multi-billion dollar corporation. Disney has its has its hands in everything. Obviously, in this specific instance, Disney World. What what is it like going up? Or was it like resisting? one of the most powerful behemoths on planet Earth. I, I, you know, I, I'd like to tie it in with what Steve is talking about in his organization. Um, I heard Steve speak at a, a health and freedom conference, and he just really instilled that, that, that patriotic vision of uh, really fighting for our country. You know, we, you mentioned that Florida is one of the states you wouldn't think that we need to fight. But the fact that there's so many of us that don't know where to turn, who, who, do, we, who, do, we, who do we get together with? How do we do, go about this? And if you were trying to do this, I was just in Chicago speaking over the weekend. It, it, you're behind enemy lines. You don't have a, even a chance to form anything. But here, if, if there's so many of us that want to get together, and CCDF has provided that. Where I mean, just amazing to see Steve's response when I, when I just came up with an idea. I had no idea what I was going to do. I was going to write an op-ed, a letter to Disney, and I'm going to I'm going to stand on a street corner with a letter saying, <laughs> "I resist." Right? What was that yeah. going to do? You know. But I'm on a thread with Steve, and I didn't know Steve much um, just from the thread and just from hearing him speak. And when I told him what I wanted to do, he had the foresight and the understanding to realize how big this was of trying to what I was trying to get myself into. Um, and he said, I'll back you up. We'll help you out. Um, we within minutes, I was on a call with Steve. He had legal legal on there. Not long after we had media on there and they really gave me some idea of what I was about to take on. Um, but having that support system um, and it's amazing. We go to these meetings with CCDF. And I see at the end of the night, we're straggling. And I remember this one guy, Mike, uh, was sitting there. He's a military guy. And he kept walking out the door and coming back, walking out the door and coming back. And he says, it's so good to be with like-minded people. So here we are. We took on Disney. And we're coming together. And, and Steve's saying he's creating a model for other people to use. And now we can, we, we can encourage the rest of the country. Um, look, look at yeah. Florida. It's a, it's, a, it's a beacon of light. And that's the idea. We want to encourage the other counties. We want to encourage each other. And then we want to launch and encourage the rest of the country to stand up and, and, and fight. And, and I, you know, I, I was, thank God he's given me the grace and the courage to stand. But I think having, I, I could have never gone forward without an organization like CCDF to really make a difference. And just to see, you know, I, I don't know how much we could talk about, but to see all that's going on behind the scenes that CCDF is a part of at helping this, uh, this legislation come to a reality and give other people hope around the country that, that this is real. We could do it. We could fight this thing. It's not too big. And by God's grace, we could, we could push back. So Max, this, if I can add to that, uh, oh, go ahead. You can add to it. Sorry, I was going to say, just add to that. Uh, we, we are not party affiliated either. We have one measuring stick. It's our founding documents. So when our freedoms are breached by a private company or a government agency, that's when we step in. And at the local level, we become the defense for our citizens. So a person like Nick, they're everywhere. Uh, they're under attack. Uh, tyranny is taking, trying to take hold. 
and so we wanted to we saw a real need as a business model to provide that service to help uh, our citizens defend their freedoms for their their generation and the next generation so when you look at what we've done we target three main areas in each county we're all focused on the same thing it's our school systems uh, our uh, election integrity and then we follow the money and then any breach of freedom so once that happens uh, we have a Matthew chapter 18 model we go right to the source uh, if they don't if they don't change their ways they don't uh, turn from uh, the breach of freedom we begin the media campaign if that doesn't work we have a very strong legal team and we'll take them to the courts and that model has worked for decades for the enemies of freedom we're taking the same model but we're doing it for good, and that's the bottom line. We've got a Supreme Court win in, in, in Florida already. Uh, we've got the mass mandates removed in Florida already due to lawsuits. Uh, we've got multiple things coming down the pike, and we're going to win because the system still works. It's just our people have been busy raising their families and coaching Little League, and we haven't been engaged. So we're giving people, the citizens, a way to engage in their local communities, and we've got to build it from the ground up. It will not be built from the, from the top down, and it's going to take decades, but we're in, we're in, the, we're in the fight now. It feels good. Well, let, let me ask you both. I guess it's a two-pronged question. First part for Nick, second part for Steve. Disney's back down. What happens to the employees who were already let go or who quit because they they were told they were going to be fired? And then what's the next step to, to helping get these people who have already been victimized back at their jobs? Go to you first, Nick. Uh, we're, it's a real concern. Uh, I, I, I wish we could have something like that retroactively in there. Um, but I know governor's, the, the governor's office, DeSantis's office, is really concerned about it. Um, they have reached out to me through different people today asking me if anybody had been hired back. Um, I know in my interview with Fox, um, I had talked about it, but also uh, DeSantis in that same interview, uh, his office was talking about it would be a good idea to bring them back. Um, I know another case that CCDF is involved in the Ascension Health, they have brought back some of their staff. Uh, so we're really hoping they do. We don't, we don't know what the recourse is, but I know the governor's office is paying close attention. I know our legal team is paying close attention. And we just hope that Disney does the right thing um, and, and brings them back, especially with the holidays here. And I, I really feel for them. Um, but we had encouraged people. There were things that they could have done. And we had really encouraged people to take the steps, um, to, to do those steps, to, to, to stall the process until the Calvary could step in. And unfortunately, not everybody took the steps that were recommended. Um, but but we're, we're concerned and we're going to fight. Yeah, Max, from our, from our position, uh, I was on the phone with our attorney general today. I can tell you this, the governor's watching very closely um, and they are ready to act very quickly. And so are we. Um, our legal team is working with, with their legal team. We're keeping uh, close tabs on what's going on and we're ready to move. But I, I want to caution your uh, our Disney employees and your audience. Folks, we're in this for the long haul. We, you know, we got a good, strong left jab at the, at the, at the end of the bell, the first round. Uh, we're fully anticipating another round or two or three or five or 12. We're, we're here, though. We're here to stay. We've got to stand up as American citizens and defend this country, and we've got to engage and uh, make the commitment as, for a lifetime uh, to do that. So, I'll, I'll, uh, again, to reiterate, the governor's watching very closely. I'm so proud we have a governor as strong as uh, Governor DeSantis, who uh, is, is taking the lead, uh, not only here in Florida, but in the nation. Uh, to to defend our citizens. It's a, it's amazing that we're even having this conversation in the United States of America, but it's where we are. Uh, and I, my money's on the American citizen and people like Nick. This podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital. Anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it. Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive and yeah, insurance won't cover that either. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy in the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily, 
not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Yeah. So there's a bill and I, I think th- let's talk about next steps, right? Because obviously it took a little long for this bill to pass. And I know that there were a lot of concerns in the Florida legislature that it might not have had the votes to pass, that they might have allowed vaccine mandates to say there was a whole fight. Ultimately, it did pass, which is great. But we, as you mentioned, this can't be it. We have to keep going. And as it, as it relates to getting people who've already been fired back at work, I look at legislation like the one at the, at the federal level um, called the We Will Not Comply Act written by Marjorie Taylor Greene, and that would classify your vaccine status as a protected class. So it would amend the Civil Rights Act to make your vaccine your vaccine status on equal level as your race, as your ethnicity, as your, your creed, your religion, your, your, your sex. What do, is there a legislative option like that in Florida? Because obviously it, it's hard to, it's hard to retroactively fight against stuff like this. But if you were to pass a law that was to declare your vaccine status, any discrimination against you for your vaccine status, a, a felony, right? That would probably give them more, more, more leeway into getting their jobs back. What, what's the next step? How, how can we, how can we fight for them? Well, I think if I can uh, step in first, uh, our, again, our legal team, we had to do something and listen, we've been at work with our legislator since the summer begging them for a, a special session. Uh, it finally came together, but things had to develop. But the first goal was to stop the bleeding with the job loss. Uh, so that was what happened last week. Uh, we also took care of the OSHA issue last week. But just know that there's legislation already written and being written right now for when they come back in January to go next steps. A big area that we're looking at and a big area that we have plenty of case law on is discrimination. And so I know they're looking at that. We're looking at all options on the table, but there will be more coming in January from our legislature and our governor. And I, and, and I would add just from, from my point of view as a layman in all this, um, Steve's team, uh, CCDF are really smart. They've been really smart as they've told me different things in the process and, you know, and I've, I've struggled with different things, but I'm, I'm learning that, that they're pretty aware of how do we get things done. And, and they were right. After, the, after this legislation passed in its current form, we saw a lot of victories that came out of that. And I think, we're, I, I think it's, it, it's the long game. You know, we, we all want, we, we all looking at the absurdity of all this and go, none of this should exist. We shouldn't have to explain anything. This is just based on nothing. But the reality is uh, here we are um, and there's a long game to it. Another great thing that came out of all this was the grassroots movement. Um, all the grassroots, all the, we had that rally that went to Tallahassee and we had all these conservative groups from all over the state come together and nobody's seen anything like that before. And we're all communicating now and everybody's kind of cross, you know, cross messaging. We have, we have something else right now that, that in the backgrounds where, uh, yesterday we just had a meeting that we're, we're about to work on something on a national level to, to help encourage the country. So. There's a lot going on in the background. We're coming together, and I think Florida's gonna Florida's gonna come out on top with all this, and and we're gonna be we're gonna be a light on on the hill, and we're gonna we're gonna help take this fight from here and launch it over for everybody else as well. So I'm excited about it. Just just watching it from my perspective and my little fight in my little corner of the world, uh, I'm so glad to be here, and I'm glad to be a part of of an organization that that really has some vision. Well, let me ask you both the same question, but but from your different viewpoints, from being on the ground at Disney and, and working to take on uh, organizations like this, do either of you get the impression that this is a, a permanent end to the vaccine mandate? All of the news reports suggest that it's a pause, which maybe it's the cynic in me that makes me worry that they are pausing just to prepare for a lawsuit or, or, or they're, they're consulting with their lawyers. Do either of you have any uh, indication that this is a permanent or is the, the use of pause in all these headlines for a reason? You want me to say it first? Yeah, you can go, go, go ahead. ahead. Go, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it was interesting that they paused so fast. 
Um, I think that's kind of telling. Um, you know, they, they right away the next morning or, or that night, I remember how fast it came, but it, it, they paused pretty quick. I'm sure they want to fight it. I'm sure they want to come up with something to, to squeeze out of it. But um, I think we got them cornered pretty good. And I think Steve's right. It's a, it's a long process, but um, we're, we're doing good. It's, this, this is uh, a pretty good blow. Have they given you yeah. you guys in, in Disney any any formal notice? Did, did you learn this from the media or did they pass down any memo saying, hey, this is paused. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah, we got a memo that that basically said uh, they still feel that they're experts, the CDC and all that. They 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 felt that was the best way to protect against covid. Um, that was their, their, their it was a little sulking like we know what's better. But yeah. because of the legislation, we're going to pause. That's um, so. So we twisted their arm and they and they said, uncle. And uh, and we'll see. Yeah, if, uh, my answer to that is uh, in this situation, uh, at least from a business standpoint, really the only thing we had to go after is, is history. So history has told us if they're um, pressured, which they were, to do this from our federal government, which they were, uh, they're still under that kind of pressure. So they've uh, did what they've done, and uh, so we're not going to relax at all. Uh, we're we're going to watch them like a hawk. We're ready. Now we have laws on the books. We can we can we can get into courts with them. So we're not going to back down. We're not going to make any assumptions. Uh, our our role is to defend the American citizens' rights and liberties, and one of those is in a big way is in the medical arena. So Max, we're not going to back down. Uh, we we hope that they back off. They did make the statement they were happy that they'd gotten ninety percent success rate. That tells me that uh, they're preparing to. To tell the other side that hey we've done all we can do i'm hoping that's the case but at the end of the day we're not going to relax we can never relax again in this country and that 90 percent well, number is uh is made up number but yeah, yeah well yeah i mean th that that's what we've been hearing from people in the military too the idea that just because they've handed in a paper a little card doesn't necessarily mean it's true i don't want to get anyone in trouble with that but uh I've definitely heard lots. As long of, as they believe it and they're happy, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so I think what's what's so great about this story, by fighting against Disney, and I love Disney. Like I, I'm, I have Disney Plus. My son sings all the songs up and down the stairs. I, I love going to Disney World. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to be against Disney. <laughs> but what we've seen throughout history is Disney wields its power to get what it wants. I mean, just look at copyright law. Every every few years, Mickey Mouse is about to expire. They're about to lose the copyright on Mickey Mouse, which would be devastating for Disney, because if if the if the stores in Orlando could just sell Dis, uh, Mickey Mouse uh, T-shirts and stuff without paying any royalties, it would devastate Disney. They go to Congress every few years and they change the copyright laws so that Mickey Mouse stays under copyright. So they've always played games like this, where they use their power, their money, to get what they want. And what's so amazing about this story is, Nick, you were you were you mentioned before you you got together with Steve, you were planning just going out on the street corner and and standing on a soapbox and screaming at cars, right? This is a this is a victory for the little guy. I mean, up against Disney, it's it's the victory for the little guy. Lots of little guys, right? The, the the people, and and that's what I love. I mean, it's not a question. I just would love to get your reaction to this because I love that a part of this story. It, it definitely feels like a David and Goliath story. And, and uh, I keep hearing people call me David in, in the battle. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. It's funny. It's funny. I haven't felt that brave. Um, a lot of people are looking at it from the outside thinking I'm brave. And, and I just felt convicted um, when I really come to understand what the battle was, what they're really doing to our country. Uh, just the medical issue where I really feel it's mass murder and they're killing people. I felt like I had no choice. I mean, there, there was no choice but to stand up. Um, so in, in that respect, um, just no choice. And, I, and, and Disney, the interesting too with Disney is I discovered that I, none of the main media has picked us up. I had the local Fox and, and it's kind of like their hand was forced, it seemed. But none of the mainstream media has picked us up. And, and those ties and those tentacles go into mainstream media along with Big Pharma. And... Uh, I had a story today and I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll just share it. Like Newsmax reached out to me and I was so aggravated with them. I was like, where have you guys been? 
when we've yeah. been in this yeah. battle and under attack and you guys have not stood up and they just wanted to borrow a video clip to tell our story. And I was like, I just gave them, I just gave them the third degree. Like, where you been? We needed you guys. Yeah. Our country needs you. And you're supposed to be conservative media and you've been nowhere for us. Um, and then, then they went silent. I didn't hear anything back from them. So, Well, that's been, that's been a problem with them for the last year. I mean, what they did with the election fraud, fighting for election integrity, how they completely caved on that. Now, Newsmax, Newsmax has a lot, a lot of issues. But Steve, I want to let you respond to this being a David and Goliath story. I mean, it must feel good. I mean, you mentioned that you're not a politician, you're a businessman. It must feel good yeah. to be able to take on a fight like this and not only win in terms of you versus them, but also to affect so many lives. It's uh, definitely a David Goliath story. Uh, when we uh, first came in contact with Nick, we saw it as a David Goliath story. But really, uh, beyond that even, it's, it's an American story, uh, the great story of America where average people can, can do above average things. That's what makes it so unique. Our freedoms allow us to reach our full potential based on our efforts. So, and here Nick is a prime example of the American way. Uh, our court system so far has, has held up uh, we, we, we're going to continue fighting, but the, it is a David Goliath, but it's also an American story. Really that, that's is. the inspirational really part is. about Steve. He brings you back to the American story, and, and I love that about Steve. Great. So we've talked about right. what's next in terms, of, in terms of legislation. I've been seeing crazy stories. I mentioned Sophia Steele. In, incredibly heartless what they did to this girl special needs child having a mask tied around her face where she couldn't breathe even though she had an exemption. Steve, are there any other crazy stories that you've encountered where you where you're just like, oh, we got to take this on? You know, there's there's a lot going on that I cannot mention. Uh, we have a very strong intel department, so we uh, without uh, giving away any any cards here, uh, there's going to be a quite a bit of a uh, great stories for you guys to report on in the near future. I'll put it to you that way. Um, some of them very disturbing. I think the biggest shock for me uh, getting in this in this arena uh, is just how deep the tentacle, how wide they go, and how long they've been at this. Uh, and so we're seeing it surface in different shapes and form, but it all comes from the same source. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm excited about uh, 22. I'm excited about uh, what we're doing in our counties and shining the light and then taking action when we see something wrong. Well, I want to thank you both for, for stopping by. Again, I love these episodes where we can have someone back on because so often when you go up against government, when you go up against big business, they end up crushing you. But it's so nice to, to see a story where we can re follow up and it's, it's a happy ending. Now, the fight's not over, but at least since the last time we spoke, Nick, it's a happy ending. So I want to wish you both the best of luck and congratulate you, give you both the final word. Well, I, I tell our folks it's, uh, it's, not a, uh, it's not over by a long shot, but we're going to get to eat our turkey this week. So it's, uh, yeah. that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, right, give you the final happy, word. With, yeah, with a happy heart. We're going to get to eat our turkey and enjoy that. Um, yeah. And I know a lot of cast members – they're, they got that anxiety and that, that pressure lifted off their shoulders, and, and I'm happy to be a part of that. And uh, I'm just really encouraged that I think tide is going to turn, and I just encourage everybody, to, wherever you are, take a stand, get plugged in, and, and, and let's fight for freedom. Well, I want to thank you both for stopping by, Steve Maxwell, Nick Caterano. Yep. We're definitely going to keep following this, and, uh, and we'd love to bring you guys back as you have more development. So, Steve, Nick, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you, Max. Thanks, Thank Max. you for the opportunity. Thank you. Have a good one. So yeah, I, I love these episodes where you can actually you can actually recap and 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 go back. Because remember, we had Nick on a couple months ago. And he was in you could tell obviously he's going up in this fight. He was confident, but there was still definite fear. You go up against Disney, it's not easy. But to be able to go back to them couple months later and to talk about this victory really really great gonna switch gears here in a second but before i do i gotta remind you if you haven't already you gotta check out the reawakening series it's a docu-series that just got released last week last week documenting the reawaken america tour 
So we're going to play a quick trailer for this. And if, if you want to purchase the docu-series, you can do so using the link in our description and use promo code CD21. You're going to get 10% off. You're going to get entered into a running for backstage passes at one of these events. And you're going to get entered into a running to meet General Michael Flynn. So that's the Reawakening docu-series promo code CD21 to get all the goodies. Mr. Producer, let's play the trailer real, real quick. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you, and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory, this is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread the light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God puts into the very heart and the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. Now is the time to act. This is exactly why I need some action from my people. So again, make sure you go to that link in our description to check out the Reawakening docuseries. Use promo code CD21. Again, you're going to get 10% off. You're going to get into the running to meet Michael Flynn. And you're going to get entered into the running for backstage passes. So again, make sure you check that out. Just got released last week, and it is a very good docuseries. I can tell you that. So we had a fax blast today. I don't know if you all saw it. It's really, really concerning what the Biden administration is doing. They are creating a gun registry, and we caught them. I mean, members of Congress caught them. The Biden administration in 2021 collected 54.7 million firearm sale and transfer records. I think that that is a record in itself, and they're using it to create a firearm registry. And the ATF is now changing regulations to allow them to seize even more of these firearm records. Just to explain what we're talking about, when you go to buy a gun, the government's not supposed to keep that record. You run the background check, they say yes or no, and then that's supposed to be it on their system. But the gun dealer is required to hold on to that transfer paperwork. The reason being, if that gun is ever used in a crime, the federal government can then trace it back to the dealer and get the paperwork there. Under the law and under the regulations, the gun dealers are only required to hold on to that paperwork for 20 years. After 20 years, they're allowed to burn, destroy, throw out the firearm transfer records. The ATF is looking to amend that regulation to get rid of the 20-year cap, meaning that whenever a gun dealer sells a gun, they they would be required to hold on to that paperwork indefinitely and furnish it to the feds whenever they asked. So we're running a fax blast to stop this because world history teaches us that the only reason for a gun registry is to facilitate future gun confiscations. You look throughout history, you look at at the Soviet Union, you look at Nazi Germany, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the list goes on and on and on. Every country that has ever created a gun registry eventually used that registry to disarm their populace. And Biden is trying to set the stage for it right now, even though federal law prohibits prohibits a gun registry from being created, they are still going at it. So I'm going to post this link in the comment section if you want to participate in this fact spots. I, I really do encourage you to do so because they never intended us really to fight back against this. They thought they probably succeeded in, in hiding it from us, but we have to push back. There are 52 congressmen who are trying to stop this. They are trying to force a vote and they need your help. They need your help to... uh 
to push back because this is quite literally a gun registry. Quite literally a gun registry. And as I said, the only reason for a gun registry is for confiscation. So joining us now is Jake Frejo, resident expert in government overreach. Jake, welcome to the show. Good evening, Max. How are you? Now, this time when I say resident expert in, in government overreach, it's actually kind of true because you, you've personally experienced Oh, yeah, no, I've been I've been prosecuted by multiple agencies. So it's, you know, it's another thing I can throw on my resume. You know, I was As Gammy Sparkles would say screwed, glued and tattooed all over by multiple alphabet agencies. But, you know, then again, who hasn't? You know, it seems to be uh, it seems to be a going thing. Teachers, moms, uh, journalists, you know, whole deal. Um, and, and speaking of, uh, I guess, the uh, the opposite of overreach would be uh, victims of government underreach. And I was uh, just reading about the uh, wonderful Parmesan prince himself, uh, Hunter Biden. Um, <laughs> I've never heard one. him referred to Par that. The Parmesan prince, yeah. No, it's a good and one. And everyone doesn't know. That's a great reference during an interview. Hunter Biden admitted that he was so stoned, so desperate for crack, he would smoke whatever he could find in the fibers of his carpet, including Parmesan cheese. So the Parmesan Prince struck again and a newly released report uh, showed his uh, sticky little fingers having uh, involvement in the uh, brokering of a deal of a massive uh, cobalt company to a uh, Chinese uh, state owned entity um, right before his father became president and actually possibly into the earlier uh, days of the presidency. And you know, I'm a little obsessed when it comes to uh, communists and, and, and exposing them, because really everything we're witnessing is that. It's all, you know, components of a communist overthrow. And did you see this article, Max? Yeah, $3.8 and, so, and cobalt, it's not the sexiest of the minerals, but cobalt is absolutely essential when it comes to building batteries and different components for electric vehicles. So that's the future. And whoever controls this resource will be able to control the market when right. it comes and to that, batteries. That might have been, you know, the entree to the uh, appetizer. And the appetizer, actually, no, it would be the appetizer because the entree was Afghanistan where they, uh, you know, forked over on a silver platter over a trillion dollars of uh, lithium underneath. So you, you start seeing these pieces. But that's going to be harder to mine. That's going to be harder to mine because this one's in Africa. Isn't Look, it? it's this, not this hard deal? when the, the CCP is, uh, you know, a big proponent of using slave oh, yeah, no. labor, right? Come on, look. Slave labor is, is oh, no, harder to is. mine. No, it is. It's slave it labor. Is, it is. But, like, I, I'm not saying that mining cobalt in the Congo is is easy work either, right? Um, it's, it's, it's terrible work, and they use what pretty much you could describe as slave labor. Um, maybe they pay them a little bit, but... It, it, it's terrible work. Mining in Afghanistan would probably be worse. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> Mining yeah, bring, in bring some sunscreen. So this whole the whole thing is really starting to you know piece together to be the more. I mean, you know, no such thing as coincidences, but you know, between the combination of those transactions, uh, the passage of the you know components of the Green New Deal, and this whole push for green, green, green. Uh, handing over our fuel reserves to um, China, selling selling off the strategic uh, reserves to uh, foreign adversaries, uh, and and gas in all across the country going up. I think there's like six states where gas is not under, uh, not over three dollars a gallon. And uh, in California, I think there was uh, a county that someone just put a photo out. It's like six dollars and ten cents a gallon. So you start wondering, you know, when. Uh, they start discussing how, you know, the Biden administration is a complete failure. Well, it's not a failure. Um, you know, negligence is, is synonymous with failure, you would think. But uh, it, it, I guess it depends on what side of the fence you're on. You know, it's failure for us. It's failure for the, the people. But you have to remember these, these uh, rats don't have any interest in working for the people. So, you know, what they're doing is, is, is they're, they've, they've put the playing field together. Uh, to control all components of uh, the Green New Deal's uh, production. And, you know, these trillions of dollars are just going to go to our enemy, just as 
all the machinery. I mean, I gave him a standing army with the, the military equipment left back in Afghanistan. Uh, and probably, you know, as some kind of component of security force for the Chinese dealing with the lithium uh, mining operations that they'll get going soon. Uh, really, really terrifying oh, yeah. stuff. Um, and everyone just, you know, just like uh, uh, the BLM riots are, have nothing to do about race rather than just destroying uh, uh, the free, free society, uh, this has nothing to do with the environment. In fact, you know, lithium is uh, one of the most polluting uh, minerals to mine just from uh, what's required. It, it, it is, I think it is a heavy metal. Well, it destroys the landscape. It, it destroys the landscape. I mean, there's no way to mine this this metal, this mineral, without just destroying. I mean, you talk about gold mining, right? At least, like, you go up to the Klondike. It's possible to rehabilitate the, the earth. Like, you can, you can strip mine, and then you can plant trees, and you can be done with it. But lithium mining... Um, lithium mining, cobalt mining, it's just, it devastates. Two of the most The water, it devastates. Yeah. Two, two of the most destructive, that- uh, you know, minerals to mine. They even, uh, stripping down a lot of the, the metals or minerals from the matrixes or matrices, uh, they use, uh, even more heavy metals, mercury, uh, arsenic. Uh, and that, you know, it's great for, um, you know, third world country that probably struggles with the water supply as it is, but, you know, let's let China go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean that that's what they do. China goes into China goes into Central America, South America. They go into Africa, and they mine for gold, and they use mercury. And mercury, if people don't already know, I am an amateur gold miner from when I lived in Colorado. I had a sluice box. I used to go out every now and then. Um, I have a gold dredge in you, North you, Carolina. That's why. I, that's what I bought. My sti- uh, I spent my first stimulus check on it. Everyone was like, "I bought a TV." Like, what the hell is that thing? What did you buy? I'm like, well. <laughs> I actually well, found well you have to bring it. that from Colorado. You have to bring that from the Carolinas to Colorado. You have it in the wrong place. I, uh, look, I found it in North Carolina, so maybe <laughs> I'll just go get two. Hopefully Biden you know, <clears throat> cut some more stimulus checks. It's been a while, but uh, maybe I'll get a backup. But anyway, there. mercury, mercury. When you, when you have gold in the pan and you have lots of fine gold, the old timers would use mercury because mercury will basically stick to the gold and it'll all stick together and form one little hunk of whatever you call it. And then you would burn off the mercury and you're left with just the gold. But mercury is toxic. Mercury will kill you. It will make you go insane. You will lose your mind if you breathe in those fumes. So it's very dangerous. It also goes into the water supply when you're using it in a gold pan. So it's very bad. You don't mine for gold with mercury anymore. It's the stupidest thing ever. But China doesn't care about the environment. They it's all part of the Green New Deal. America. You know? yeah. It's all part of being environmentally forward and uh, steward to humanity. But what's even scarier is you you, you know you, you piece these parts together and you're like oh well you know coincidence coincidence coincidence, uh, but Apple has just announced between twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five they're going to come out with their iCar right, uh, and so it's it's essentially a smart car uh, that's like the newest iPhone you know you'll probably have the iCar one iCar two iCar three and it'll be the same thing just you know. With a, a different and after after three years, they deliberately will ruin your batteries. So you have to buy a new one, right? And so what what's what's terrifying when you start looking at what's happening with the fuel industry here, and it's all coming from our supposed representatives. You look at what they're doing with the fuel industry here. You look at what they're doing with the pipelines. Gas is nearly tripled and or doubled is more than doubled in some areas, and they're going right down the tracks for uh, making us energy dependent on our adversaries you know just as we did during the first decade of the of the century they're you know doubling down and doing it all over again uh in the you know second or in third decades so you know apple has the infrastructure to be able to just flip a switch and produce these cars you know their iphone iphone's falling off in sales they've they've mentioned you know downward guidance on on revenue and 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 sales of their technology because kind of an old old trick at this point you know iphone this iphone that oh we made the camera bigger we made the screen bigger but you know it's it's fizzling out to some degree and so now they're poised to just roll out complete you know they're controlling all components of electric car production and if, if the people can't see where it's going it's you know the whole the whole point of the green new deal is just cutting a blank check to our enemies and then making us pay for it and suffer the consequences until we are Forced to get on board with it, and then everyone has a new iCar, iPhone car, whatever yeah. you call it. 
what 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 terrifies me the most i mean there's lots of things to be scared about that but when you see the way apple does business the way apple will sell you something and then also claim that they retain ownership of it that they have the right to exclusively repair it that they have the the right to exclusively make parts for it i mean anyone who's ever had an iphone break out of warranty or a laptop break out of warranty and have tried to get it repaired at one of these mom and pop repair shops, it is very hard for them to get the parts to actually fix your laptop. I mean, it used to be easier, but Apple has actually started soldering pieces to their motherboards deliberately to make it so that you can't change out the RAM, you can't change out the drives. They're just stuck there. You have to buy a whole new motherboard, a whole new motherboard from Apple. It terrifies me to think if they actually got their hands on the car market, because oh, imagine, yeah, imagine you, you lose a taillight. You lose a taillight and, and you go to replace it. Oh, no, sorry. The screws that, that are used to enclose your taillight, it's a proprietary screw. The only place you can get the screwdriver is from Apple. You're going to have to go to Apple. They're going to have to change your taillight. So instead of it being a $3 fix at, at O'Reilly Auto Parts or whatever, you have to go to the dealership and pay them 50 bucks to, to do it. I mean, that's an extreme example, but that's how Apple makes a lot of their money on repairs. The things that go wrong on your Apple devices are usually not that hard to, to, to fix. The, if you know even a little bit about computers, you could probably open it up and fix it. A lot of times it's just a, a cable got a little loose, right? It, but if they get their hands on the car market, I just... just I'm, Imagine having a car where you can only get it serviced at the dealership. No, no you one just else go to the Genius it. Bar, and then you have to deal with all this terrible. Uh, the, the, the what is it? The Mac Mac Genius. You know, there's some uh, some Mac Genius. You know, a, a year ago he was, <clears throat> you know, helping you with your iPhone. Now just it's your iPhone with wheels on it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 ready. I mean, ready to take over everything. And you you look at you know what they've done with General Motors, squeezing, you know, squeezing the, uh, you know, Ford had hundreds of thousands of vehicles just sitting in parking lots because they couldn't get the chips for it. So everything, all of this is strategic and it's all designed. I mean, you take out the American car industry, it already happened in 08 when GM went under. Uh, you take out the American car industry, this is this is the nail in the coffin for it. And, you know, Biden was out there touring GM and, in some kind of eerie uh, scene reminiscent of 08 when the uh, TARP had to bail out these big uh, auto manufacturers. But just, I mean, just think alone what it would do to the American blue-collar industry. You know, how many how many components oh, yeah. of American, uh, you know, employment go back to the car world? How many auto zones are there? How yeah. many how many oil change places are there? And there, and, and, it's the ability for, I mean, you, even if you go back and look at what Apple was doing with their batteries, you know, they had a scandal where they had essentially time bombed their batteries, where the batteries were yeah, designed yeah. to give out after three years. So you'd go and get a new one. And if you corner, if you corner, I mean, it, it, it really goes in with the, the, the outlook of being able to track and trace everything, you know. You have your Apple iPhone. You have your your Apple Wallet. Your whatever you. I've, I haven't had an iPhone since the three, so you have your, you know you have everything. Yeah, I gave up. You have everything. I got a new Pixel. I, I've been not uh, much pic better. It's still a Google phone. Pixel or uh, <laughs> the Note series was great. The Note is just too big and it's like carrying around a tablet. But even my new even my new Pixel six, they lied to me. They said it had fast charging and that it would do thirty watts, and they lied. They, they now realize that, no, it'll only charge at 22 watts. So they just lied. They just lied to They people. know you're going to buy anyway, it. Anyway, yeah, they know you're going to buy it. So you, you control everything. I think everything. that electric cars, Go ahead. electric cars have to be the future. I mean, I, mean I, I want people to have whatever kind of car they want. I think that there's definitely going to be a place for electric cars. But I want to, if I buy a car, I want to own it. Right? I want this car to be mine. I don't want the people I just bought the car from to have even the slightest claim of owning it, whether it be owning the software or owning the supercharging ability. Like uh, there, there's a guy on TikTok who just went viral because he has a Tesla, I think it's a model three and he parked perpendicular to a supercharging station once just as a joke. No one was there. He said, oh, I'm going to park however I want. You're not allowed to do that. 
I'm going to park however I want. And apparently, Elon Musk saw it, and now he's lost his supercharging abilities. <laughs> I mean, like, like there's stories of this, of you buy a car, and then the company says, oh, we don't like how you're using the car, therefore you don't get to use the service that you bought. Another example, with Tesla cars, they get, Tesla cars get totaled a lot because they're so proprietary. If they get in the slightest fender bender, the insurance basically says, oh, it's totaled, send it off to salvage. These cars tend to be still good, right? Just because the insurance company says it's not worth fixing, it doesn't mean that it won't still run. People are buying these salvage Teslas and then and fixing them up, getting the parts, fighting to get the parts, putting them back on the road and finding out that Tesla has disabled the the uh, autopilot feature, that Tesla has disabled the supercharging feature simply because it had been totaled. Well, it, it, how does that work? I, imagine buying a car, fixing it up, being like, wow, I just fixed up my car. That, that's the American dream, right? You, you get a junker, you fix it up, you, you, you make it nice again, get on the road and realize, oh no, actually you don't own that car anymore. You, <laughs> there's no way to possibly fix it because the, the company doesn't want you to. We're we're heading. I mean, that, to a, that's evil. We're heading to a world where, from the minute you wake up to the minute you go back to sleep, every aspect of your life, every footstep of your day, is tracked and recorded. And you know, I feel you know, Joe will kill me for saying this because he's a you know big corporate globalist type, I would assume. Uh, but Elon Musk is the best of the worst, I think. Or, you know, the best of the worst when it comes yeah. to his, his understanding, you know, uh, one, his massive wealth, and two, his contributions to anything tech-related. And coincidentally enough, uh, you know where all of those uh, investigations for uh, crashing, exploding Teslas that, you know, drive straight into a concrete barrier were coming out of? Where? China. Well, so, I mean, you know, yeah, what, here, here's – well – Here's one uh, conspiracy theory is if you have every vertical, every component of the vertical when it comes to technology control, the influence, the me social media, right? The, uh, the phones, iPhone, they're all made in China. And then, you know, all of these, you know, globalist uh, social media platforms, you have what you're missing one thing. And this is, you know, when you're talking about uh, economic dominance and taking over a country, which is exactly what we're seeing in front of our eyes. What's the one largest component that China doesn't have a corner on? Electric cars, right? Uh -huh. uh, an international yeah, they, brand they, they of electric cars. So Musk being the apex of that international brand, you know, how, how far-fetched is it to say you get, you know, you invest a few million dollars to have some hackers in China, you know, crash some cars? you know, run them into some posts. If it can connect to the internet, you can take it over, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know, you can I hack, think... You can, hack, you can hack gas-powered vehicles. I mean, they have had competitions right. of white hack hackers seeing if they could hack Alexa, seeing if they could hack a BMW, and you can. You can. So, when they connect to the internet, you can. So they, they you know, they're really stomping on him in China. I think they took a lot of them off the road. They, you know, pushing, pushing to, to ban. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, whispers start coming out that, Apple's rolling out an iCar, a smart car, and they're going to be able to deliver it faster than they thought. And, you know, the whole uh, uh, negative publicity behind Musk was that uh, he can't get, you know, he's, he's having to delay the truck, the cyber truck. And, you know, this is this is oh, probably a good idea because it looks like trash. I kind of <laughs> like the thing. I'm not a fan of any vehicle. It looks, that can like, track it looks like a warthog. Connected it looks like a warthog internet. from Halo. It, it, I mean, it is very futuristic. And not even the new Halo games, the original Halo CE. Yeah, back from two thousand one, doesn't even have enough pixels. So, I just view this as is really the final push. I mean, you know, you've you've taken over, you've taken over the grocery systems. We we had we discussed this before that you know the the big producers here are all being cornered by foreign you know private equity. Uh, the grocery the main you know main supermarkets, uh, Amazon you know Whole Foods is owned by Amazon. You you're controlling. I mean, one day you're going to wake up and the street signs are going to be written in Mandarin and people are going to go, how did that happen? Or when did that happen? And it's, it's really, I mean, really terrifying what's coming down the pipeline with all of this. But at least, do you think the big guy got 10% on that one or? 
Oh, big guy got ten percent. Definitely got ten percent. Yeah, so big guy uh, got ten percent. It's incredible, you know what they 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 flip tables and, and raid Project Veritas's uh, houses for a, a diary. Uh, but when you're talking about deals of backdoor deals totaling billions and billions of dollars to foreign adversaries, it's absolutely mind blowing that that nothing gets done about it. You know, if you, if yeah. you and I, had, you know, if if we were a publicly traded company and and the actions that this family has done, if we you know if we were board members or you know uh, C-suite uh, executives of a of a publicly traded company, and we had done any of the things that the, this family has re you know, repeatedly done uh, when it comes to dealings and non-disclosures of conflicts of interest, and uh, we we would be in jail for life. But yeah, the Parmesan Prince no, keeps uh, keeps you know keeps his throne. Keeps his throne. You know who also keeps his throne? Mike Who's Lindell that? and my pillow. The best pillows that they have on the market, hands down. I've tried them all. I've tried memory foam. I've tried the purple. I've tried the just the regular goose feather, whatever. Hands down, best pillow I've ever had. Don't get the soft, the light fill. Get the get the full pillow. Trust me, you're not, you're gonna want it. And head over to mypillow.com right now. Stock up. Everyone gets pillows this holiday season. I don't care. I don't care if you got 50 pillows, get more pillows or check out the other great products they have at mypillow.com and make sure you use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21 to get up to 66% off on your orders. The best promo code they have available. And yes, full disclosure, when you use promo code CD21, we do get a small commission, but that helps us keep the lights on. That helps us grow the channel and produce even more shows. So again, go to mypillow.com and use promo code CD21 to get up to 66% off. So let's let's talk about we're almost out of time. We're almost out of time. I want to put up a, a pic, an image real quick. Um, this is a great we've seen a lot of these Joe Biden stickers. We've seen a lot of these Joe Biden stickers popping up one? on gas stations. This is the Oklahoma one. If we put That's up fantastic. my screen, Mr. Producer, this is an Oklahoma gas station where they have put they have put I did that stickers up pointing at the gas pump. And then they have a little sign at the bottom that says, do not remove stickers from pumps. You are being recorded and we will press charges for vandalism. Uh, if you don't like the stickers, there are plenty of other gas stations in town. We have the right to our opinion and we also still have freedom of speech, at least for now. I think that's what it says. Um, so <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. I expected this to be one of those signs telling people not to put it up, but, uh, yeah, no, if you haven't already, I have some stickers on the way, and uh, I've already seen them popping up on my gas stations in town. This, I mean, this is this is the push. Squeeze everyone out. Go buy your iCar, you know? You, you, you don't get newest version of uh, iTunes on your iCar. That will be the selling point. Uh, you know, <clears throat> on the subject of inflation and shortages, uh, someone I, I speak to regularly called me uh, from Pennsylvania and said that they were uh, in the drive-thru at McDonald's. I shame on them for eating McDonald's, but they were in the drive-thru at McDonald's, and they were they were given a, a a limit as to how many burgers they could order. Four burgers per car. That's that's terrifying because it's not you know the shortage of all kind you know bourbon, luxury items, but when now you're talking about families <clears throat> that you know McDonald's is within their affordability. You know it's a, a it's it's something that falls within you know you have a family of six husband wife four kids and you're low income stuck on you know a, a tight budget and now you're talking about individuals being limited to how much of what is you know price per unit some of the cheapest food you can get for your family and i i was just in disbelief that the the person over the drive through said four burgers per per car uh limit so i don't know if that means you drive around the block get you know but the, when you're talking about rationing fast food, I think there's a lot, a lot of really ugly stuff coming down the pipeline for, uh, you know, that the gas being one of them. But, you know, at what point do people, you know, at what point do people start going, OK, you're limited towards, you know, for pride and their publics just issued uh, a statement on holiday groceries and what's limited. And it's like it's not just holiday themed stuff. It's the basic necessities. Yeah. At what point, you know, how are they going to slow walk this to people that 
you have, uh, you know, remember the 70s with the gas, odds and even days, right? Uh, so odd days, you're allowed to go get food. And so it's it, to me, it's a sign. All the other stuff you can kind of deal with and, and rationalize away. But now at the point in which basic uh, aspects, you know, eating, the most basic thing possible, the most basic uh, component of survival is now being quoted and, 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 and rationed. It's really terrifying. So I'll leave you yeah, with that. It that is terrifying. We, we, we will definitely leave you with that because we are out of time. That's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you tune in. We go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern. So tune in for that. If you need a little help, a little reminder, text the word freedom to 89517. You'll get added to a text alert system and you get a little notification telling you what we're talking about that day, when, where, and how you can watch it. So make sure you do that. Also, make sure you check out all the audio editions of the podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. If you can, please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Help us climb up in those rankings. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And I'm Jake Freo. And remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stamp and fight together. <laughs>